This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, welcome to Raise Your Game, the show that delves into the world of professional and entrepreneurial development, helping you raise your game, whether you're an entrepreneur, employer or employee. I'm Roshan Kanesan. We are less than a month away from entering the new year, which means it's that time of the year where we should start taking stock of our year that's been and looking ahead to the year that will be. From reviewing our successes and failures to examining what worked and what didn't work, then take all this and start 2024 on a great foot. With that in mind, today on Raise Your Game, in what has become an annual tradition on the show, Jeevan Saladevan, the founder of Leverage Lab, joins us to pose 23 questions to help you review your 2023. Jeevan, welcome back to the show. Always good to be here. Before we get into the 23 lessons uh, for 2023, Jeevan, I think we should set some housekeeping and ground rules so that people can really <laughs> execute upon this in the, yeah. I guess, the right manner, right? So right. first and foremost, um, I think you started this since 2016, these reviews with BFM. And each year we add a question. So in 2016, it was 16 questions for 20, uh, 2016's review. And in 2017, it was 17 questions for an incredible review of 2017. And, and so on. That so just today, kept going on. 2023, it's going to be 23 questions. One day it'll be 15, 2015, <laughs> <laughs> if you're still here. <laughs> now, obviously, with that, right, when you're going from 16 to 17 to 18, 23, yeah. um, up to no 23, there may be some questions that remain the same, right? So that's right. Um, do you just add on or do you reconstruct the yeah, questions? So some the of the questions, I, I look at the feedback and I look at how people have dealt with the questions, how they've answered, the quality of the answers, and then I rework some of the questions. Many of them remain the same, but we get some new ones as well based on how people have been going with it. And I've, I've noticed over the years, the reviews get deeper and deeper and the breakthroughs get deeper and deeper as well. So this year, it's quite a deep set of questions. Uh, but a lot of them still remain the same. And I have been asked this question. I said, hey, how come some of the questions are still the same? And my, an my answer to that is very simple. The answers are different. So every year your answers are actually different, very different answers. I've had clients who have been doing this now for six years, five years, four years, and you can see very different answers. I also encourage people to actually write these answers down somewhere where they can refer to it again and again. Because over the years, as you change, your answers will become sharper and sharper. Now, when you do this with your clients, do you find that they struggle through it or do they have some kind of different reaction to it? Yeah, so as you'll see, some of the questions you will struggle. Some of the questions are actually quite difficult. Mm. Uh, and they're not difficult because the question is difficult. It's difficult because you have a lot you want to express in your answer. For instance, here's what I've noticed. Uh, there was this one lady that I was doing this set of questions with, and at one of the questions, she started to cry. Mm. And I was like, why are you crying? And then I realized that that question brought up a lot of resistance that she had for certain things in her life that she was resisting. And the question brought it up. And I said, look, whatever these questions bring up, pay attention, take a lot of notes. When you write your answers to the question, don't just answer the question, keep writing your notes. And I've had cases where people have about 20 pages of notes when they do the review, even though it's just 20 plus questions. So, yeah, it's very interesting to see. You know, sometimes when you're trying to think and review, you just need the right um, trigger point to yeah, kind of really right. explore and guide that. Because and when you have a blank page, sometimes it's, that, can, correct, that, that in right. itself can be quite intimidating if you don't have yeah, guidance. Yeah. And if, I, if, if you ask uh, just about anybody out there, how would you review your year? They say, well, it was a good year, bad year. But, you know, <laughs> no one really thinks it through. <laughs> so there's yeah. no real framework to really think through your year. They go, I think it was good. I think it was bad. It was so-so. Too know? big a question. Too big a question. So here's where I give a very solid framework. Mm. I've had people go on holidays just to answer these questions. Uh, 
they take a weekend off and so I tell people do it as seriously as you want to do it but do it how do long it should well. they be you know you just made the the you just said that people take holidays on it so yep. the next question on my mind is how long do you recommend okay. people so spend on this so i've I've got enough data now to actually answer that question quite well uh, because we've been doing it since 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've, I've seen a lot of people and what works and what doesn't work. So I can say this, you cannot take less than six hours. I take eight hours. I myself do the questions and the answers every year myself. Mm-hmm. I'll take out eight hours and I'll go somewhere really nice and uh, I will sit down and I'll take time. I take some time. Minimum is eight hours actually. And I'll sit down and really answer. And when I'm done with these questions, I'm extremely clear about the year ahead and what I want to do and where I want to go. So I would say the minimum is six hours. Do it by myself, do it with the team. They both work really well, I think. Um, What you want to check is if you were to do it with the team, um, what's your relationship with the team? If they're a little scared of you, Mm -hmm. then they may not really answer very deeply as well. So what I would say is if you do it with the team, they still need to go back and reflect further. Uh, if you do it yourself, then give yourself the time. Give yourself at least six to eight hours to do this because, trust me, you'll have you'll have a lot of think time. Before we get into the questions, Jeevan, what is, I guess, ultimately, what is the purpose of this entire review and what should people be expecting from okay. it? Two things. One, closure. You get closure for your year and, you know, you resolve what were the challenges, areas where you failed and challenges that, that you struggled with and then the successes that you had as well. So you get a lot of closure. But even more important, you use all of this as ammunition for 2024, for the next year, the year ahead. You you design very good goals and a very good pathway to where you want to go. So when you review something really well, then you will proceed to go forward really well also. So that really is the ultimate purpose. All right, Jimmy, we've got 23 questions here to go through. Let's go through the first few before okay. we jump into a so few messages. First question, very standard question. And the question is, what were your top 5 to 10 goals for 2023? And how much in terms of percentage of each did you achieve? So, for example, if one of your goals was to buy a property then you've, and you bought the property, that's 100% achieved. If your goal was to lose 20 kgs and you lost 10, that's 50% achieved. So this first question is actually showing you what you set out to achieve at the beginning of, of this year. Mm. So and how did it go? So the percentage completed actually tells you how it went. And you know, and also what happened with many of my clients when they did the this question, they realized some of the goals were a waste of time. Mm. Like why did I even go for these goals? You see 0% achieve or 5% achieve, you're like why did I even put this down as a goal? So now you get smarter with next year's goals. This review itself of question 1 gets you a lot sharper and a lot smarter as well. It also emphasizes that this is a multi-year journey, right? It's not just That's about right. one single That's year. Right. That's right. And some of these goals may take more time. You may need more time for that. So that's the first question. No? What were your top 5 to 10 goals for 2023 and how much in terms of percentage of each did you achieve? So question 1. Question 2 is related. What were your top 10 achievements in 2023? Okay, this is very interesting. So now you look at your achievements this year and here's a question. Are they congruent with the goals? what you consider to be your top 10 achievements are they completely different from your goals or are they pretty much what goals you set if they are completely different it tells me that you didn't really set goals that your heart wanted maybe your head wanted it but not your heart so it's so you take the first one to look at the intent for That's the right. year and That's then right. what you actually did yes exactly and what you actually considered an achievement use that information those emotions for your next set of goals because you see what you consider an achievement is if they were not the goals that means you went about going about the wrong goals mm. so that tells you a lot so question 2 is a, is a bit of an eye opener actually but question 3 is where it starts getting tough so question 3 
What were your top five painful lessons that you learned? So what were some of the painful lessons? You know, um, like I had this one person tell me one of the painful lessons they learned was um, having a fight with their best friend. Mm. So having this argument and not talking to each other for a whole year after that, it was a very painful lesson and it was unnecessary. It was over a small thing which they could have just fixed. But because of ego, they just stopped talking to each other for months. So that was a very painful lesson. Another painful lesson uh, an entrepreneur shared with me was lack of marketing. And they didn't catch uh, a lot of the uptrends because of a lack of marketing. Another painful lesson is not recruiting. Not recruiting mm. sufficiently. Very painful lesson. So much uh, that could have been done wasn't done simply because they didn't recruit. So you want to sit down and really think this through. What were my painful lessons? Well, what's the purpose of this question? So, so when you know what were the painful lessons, you get your wake-up call. You, you realize not, you don't avoid things. And the painful lessons, they, they're telling you something. You know, these are, these, they're, they're, these are things that you neglected, things that you avoided or that you developed a blind spot towards. You didn't want to see this because maybe it was difficult. Maybe it could have been just that difficult. Like I had one guy tell me, and this was in um, 2020 when the, the COVID year, and during that time, and he said he put on 8 kgs. Mm. So very painful because he just ate and ate during the lockdown. He didn't exercise. That was a really painful lesson, you know, in, in letting himself go and not taking charge of his diet and, and exercise and things like that. So uh, lots of painful lessons that could come up here. This part could be quite emotional. So take some time to really do Question three. So those are the first three questions. We have another 20 to go, Jeevan, which we will do after a few messages. Folks, I've been speaking with Leverage Labs' Jeevan Sahadevan, and we've been talking about the 23 questions that you need to be taking into consideration to start 2024 on a great foot. I'm Roshan Kanesan. This is Raise Your Game. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Baba from Malacca. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. BFM 89.9, welcome back to Raise Your Game. I'm Roshan Kanesan and this morning I'm speaking with Jeevan Sahadevan, the founder of Leverage Lab and we are getting through the annual tradition of going through Jeevan's lessons of the year. This year is 2023, so we have 23 questions to go through to review the year. Jeevan, earlier we talked about the first three uh, questions to ask. What are the top five goals? Uh, your top goals for 2023 and how much did you achieve them, the top 10 achievements of 2023, right. and the top five painful, painful lessons. lessons. Let's start okay, with question so now we go question four. four. Now question four is where pleasure comes in, pleasurable. So we just finished your painful lessons. So now we look at question four. What were the top five things you got right in 2023? So here's pats on the back. What did you get right? So like I've had all kinds of answers. Like one person told me we got our revenue strategy right. Mm. We got it right and we overachieved our revenue targets. We got it right. Uh, another person said we got the recruitment right. So they really spent time to look at the job descriptions, to look at what they really need, who they really want. So they got that right. Another person, they got her relationship with her mother right. And, and that was very nice. So what did you get right? You know, uh, one person said he took holidays and they got that right. So it can be big things, small things. It doesn't always have to be about work. It could be about anything, you know, it could be about relationships, but you got it right. What were the most important five things you got right? So what were the top five that things that you got right? Is there a reason why you ask the pain before what we got yes. right? Yes, so you want to get the pain out of the way. Many people are stumped with question three. It slows them down 
and then you don't want the rest of the thing to be miserable. So <laughs> <laughs> then you come with the good stuff. Yeah. I, want, I wonder so, if it was also a matter of humility, right? Because if you yeah, you know if you focus too much right. on the things you the got right, and, yeah. um, you may you know get an overinflated sense of self. Because sometimes yeah, you know exactly. not everything we do is because we got it right. Yeah. Sometimes it can be timing and yeah, uh, and, yeah, and luck yeah. and all of that. And and you know I think you're, you're being honest as well when you look at painful lessons. Then you're being honest as well. Mm-hmm. So so these two questions they kind of go hand in hand. But now comes a very interesting one. Question five. What was the biggest risk you took? So just now in the beginning, we looked at five to ten and we looked at tens, then we looked at fives. Now we look at ones. What was the biggest risk you took in 2023? Out of every risk you took, which one was the biggest? Yeah, no, I'm thinking. One. I'm thinking of it, and I'm like, oh, did I, did I take any risks this <laughs> well, year? There you go. You see, I've had many people get stumped at this question. They're like, oh my goodness, what risk did I take? And I say, look, take your time. That's why it's important to take your time. Sit down. You can get up, go for a coffee break, you know, and come and sit down again. So, what was my biggest risk? Now, here's the thing: for every question, I had a purpose for it. This one, the purpose is the purpose of risk is to increase your comfort zone. So you expand that comfort zone, and you really go. If you took no risk. Whoa, that means you're playing it safe. And you want to rethink that in 2024. You might want to take some really big risks. Like I had one person tell me they bought the biggest property they've ever bought in their life, you know, some shop lot or something. And that was a huge risk. But now they're not scared anymore. They're not afraid of shop lots anymore. Before this, it was always terrace houses and then now suddenly shop lot and they're not afraid anymore. So another person, <laughs> this is quite cute. He said <laughs> the biggest risk he took was asking a girl out. Huh. He said, you know, my goodness, Jivan, that was the hardest thing I ever did in my life, asking this guy. And she said, yes, and we went out. And and, and now it's not difficult anymore. <laughs> so there you go. Comfort zone gets expanded. It's a really nice question. And related question six is, what was the smartest decision you made? Out of the millions of decisions you made in a year, like, for example, do I park in basement three or basement four? Do I eat Indomie <laughs> or Maggie Me? Out of the millions of decisions, which one? Just one was the smartest decision you made. Do you see um, people saying that the biggest risk was the smartest decision? Often. Often it is. The biggest risk was, especially it turned out right. But <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one person said marriage, you know. <laughs> it was the biggest risk and the smartest decision, you know. So, But I had some really, I have some really nice ones uh, happen too. Like one person said this, and this person had a, dealt with a lot of uh, depression and and uh, negativity and stuff. And and he said that the smartest decision he made was to get a puppy. Mm. And he said he's so happy. He looks forward to going home to walk the dog and everything. And he's very happy. He smiles a lot. He's, he's happy. And I look at it and I go, wow. Sometimes, you know, you wonder what, what are the things that matter the most. Even if I do this at home, can I expand it to the last three years? Because then I can save my puppy as well. Because, you know, I, I, I relate so much to that because um, the decision to get the puppy was one of the biggest risks I've ever, think, yeah, I've but, ever taken. But what you own. want to do also is visit that time. Yeah. Close your eyes, visualize, go back to that time three years ago when you actually took that risk because then it, it, your risk muscles come in, your risk memory yeah. comes in. All of that comes in and then you get ready for big risk next year. Tell yourself, you know, I'm going to take some very big risks. I'm going to grow my comfort zone and I'm going to make smart decisions. Like this question six on smartest decision you mm-hmm. made trains my clients to make smart decisions. It really trains you to yeah. do that. So that's mm-hmm. what question six is really about. at least think about the yeah. factors that make up Correct. a smart decision. Correct. Right? Yeah, exactly. So next question. Question seven is, which three important relationships improve the most? So you write this down. So you think this, think really hard. It could be work relationships, personal relationships, family relationships. But which three important relationships improve the most? And the next question is related. What were the one to three things you did that made those relationships improve? So I'm trying to show people that it's not coincidence. You did something. 
like maybe you cut off a bit of context. You were not in their face all the time. So that that I've had people say that you know that I wasn't in their face all the time. Another one was you know I checked on them from time to time. So you see, what did you do? What were the one to three things you did? And you notice I'm doing this. I'm saying top three, top five, one to three, one to five. The reason is I'm forcing your brain to list. Mm-hmm. I want you to list because if you leave it open, the person won't answer. Yeah. So I want, I want the person to... So and, and also when you do things like... Uh, so when you said name the three people... No, sorry, mm-hmm. the uh, which three important relationships... Improve that's more. with the improvement. That's relatively easy to answer. Yes. Now when you ask the question, what did you do? And you're <laughs> exactly. like, uh, did I do anything? You yeah, know? Well, there you go. Mm. And that's that makes it difficult. But now you have a pathway to improving relationships. You have a clue. You know how to do that. And I tell people, come on, life is relationships. Improve more. At least you have a pathway here. Next question, question nine. Um, name three people who had the greatest impact on you in 2023. This doesn't have to be real. People can be books as well. Can be authors of books as well. But name three people who had the greatest impact on you in 2023. Some people say it's their boss. Uh, some people would say it's a, it's even a waiter who said something and that hit you like a ton of bricks. It could be anyone, but it's, they had the greatest impact. So from the book perspective, it could also be content creators, right? In yes. this world of Correct. podcasting and Correct. all these different you things. You could have watched a YouTube video and someone said something, that one sentence, and it hit, hit you mm. like a thunderbolt and you're, whoa, what an impact. You see, it could be anything, but you want to take stock of this. And you want to name these three people who had the greatest impact on you in this whole entire year. Who were these three people? And so the next question... Question 10, who are the five people that you spend the most time with in 2023? Okay, so here you want to look at the circles that you move in. The five people you spend the most time with have the great, also have the greatest impact on you. So sometimes they could be related, these two could be related, but they, they do impact different parts of your life, which is why question 11 tackles that. Question 11 says, what one to three positive or negative influences did they each have on you? Oh, this is deep. <laughs> this is very deep. So, so let's say now, one of the persons you spend the most time with could be just, let's say, some housemate, for example. But that person could, without you realizing, you would have a lot of negative impact mm-hmm. on you. A lot of negative. When you write it down, you go, whoa, this is how your environment has a huge take on the direction of your life. And this is, these two questions are so important. They're related and they're very, very important. So you want to really write this down and be bold in your answers, you know, what the one, two, three positive or negative influences did they each have on you? So if you've got very toxic influences, you want to leave that. So, but, uh, so I was going to ask you, like, what, what is the response to that? Because this is easier said than done. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, to say, okay, this is a toxic, uh, toxic element in my life. Yeah. Uh, but what so if it's someone that few things you can do you can't do anything if it's about. a family for example family uh, member relative or something you can minimize contact or you might have a heart to heart chat mm. or you might even look at a therapist you might but the thing is you now are aware when you're aware of a problem you're halfway there and maybe you can manage it in different ways correct correct it's just the problem is when you're unaware you fight then you just get triggered and then you just argue and fight. But when you're aware you know you can try to fix this like for example you may be sharing a home with a narcissist. And that can be damaging your emotions a lot. Mm. So now you're aware you can do something about it and you can work on it. So, so that's what these questions are about. Question 12, very nice question. A lot of my clients love it. What were the five best books you read in 2023? 
So this is important. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, I read uh, some some article somewhere. I don't know how true this is, and it says that the average Malaysian only reads uh, in a year. They read a, they read one to five pages a year. Does it make and sense? <laughs> does it does it help that I had the best intentions in mind and it just uh, stuff, it man. just flew away? <laughs> so oh, you want to do this? You know, you want to select this. You want to think. You know, what were the five best books? And I've seen a lot of very interesting answers, like which I wouldn't have expected. Like one lady told me Ikigai was one uh. of the best books she read because it made her relook at her career and everything. And, you know, people come up with some really fascinating books. Like for, for me, in one of the years, the book that really shook me and changed everything in my life was Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules of Life. Mm. What a book. What a guy. You know, I'm, uh, Jordan's one of my, I'm a major fan. And, you know, if you watch his YouTube videos as well and everything, great. So you really want to look at this. You know, what were the five best books I read in this year. Now, if you didn't read any books, you want to make sure you read some books next year as well. So I always tell people, look, there's so much gold in books out there, so much gold. And, you know, take a trip to Kinokuniya or Sutaya or MPH and you'll get something that can, it can really impact you. So that's a really nice question. Um, what were the five best books you read in 2023? Question 13 is a favorite for everyone. Question 13 is, what are five things that you are most grateful for mm. in 2023? Uh, now, by the way, the numbers I give are minimums. You can have more. So, like some people have even 12, 13 things they're grateful for. So, you know, think of something. What, what was one of the things you are truly grateful for this year? Um, the fact that my wedding, which happened a few weeks back, nice. was very joyful and happy. I think nice. Um, nice. you often hear very stressful, right? stressful very stories, stressful. very scary yeah. stories. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So, you see, so, so it's something very... And if you write it down, you have a record of it. Mm. Imagine 10 years from today, you look back and then you tell your wife, hey, look, look, I wrote this down. I was very grateful for this. And it's very <laughs> nice, you know. So, I've, I've got... Um, years and years of notes from from these questions and it's really nice to see. So I always recommend to people to keep your answers somewhere you can refer to again. Question 14, very interesting question. What one word sums up your entire 2023? What one word sums up your entire year? If you took your whole year and put it into a Tupperware and you give the Tupperware a label, what would it be? And so, you're not allowed to use AI. <laughs> no AI, exactly. So here are some words that have come across. Uh, many people, one person said colourful because the year went ups and downs, very colourful year. Another person um, said antibiotics. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean antibiotics? Said, the whole year they were on antibiotics for all kinds of, or from the flu Aww. to this to that. So they were very sick that year. Another person said roller coaster. Another person said joy. It was a joyful year. Another one said profit. It was a year with a lot of profit. Another one said money. And another one said love. So, you know, it's a beautiful thing to sum it up. Uh, question 14 is a very nice one. Now, questions 1 to 14 is all about 2023. Question 15 to 23 is now about 2024. Ah, which gives us the perfect segue yes. to go into a few messages. <laughs> Jivan, don't go anywhere just yet. we got another, how many questions is that? Eight questions to yep. go, more or less. Folks, I've been speaking with uh, Jivan Sardevan. He's the founder of Leverage Lab. And since we are less than a month away from entering the new year, which means it's time to review and reflect and get 2024 started on a great foot, they've been talking about his 23 questions to ask yourself as you review 2023. I'm Roshan Khan. This is Raise Your Game. We'll be back in just a bit. So keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Broking financial mergers. BFM 89.9. 
BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Raise Your Game. I'm Mershan Kanesan and with less than a month away before we enter the new year, we are taking the opportunity to provide you 23 questions to ask yourself to help you review your 2023 so that you get started with 2024 on a strong footing. Helping me with this is Jeevan Sahadevan, the founder of Leverage Lab. Uh, Jeevan, we covered the first yep, 14, 14 questions. of your questions. Right. Um, we went through quite a bit, so we, we there was a bit of review of 23 that's right some you know gratefulness there was relationships uh, your goals your painful lessons all a lot of review of the year yes the next few questions so now is about next year it's about next year now so now that you've reviewed your year 14 questions to do that now we're going to start looking at the year ahead so question 15 is what are the five biggest necessary endings that must happen for 2024 to be your best year ever so having looking back at the 14 questions just now now you ask this question what a necessary ending means it is necessary to end for instance one client told me said coach i have to end with sleeping late i gotta stop it i'm sleeping too late every night and i'm very tired the next day so that's a necessary ending for 2024 to be stunning so what's a necessary ending? So another person said, I got to stop mixing with my alcoholic friends or mm. something. Another person said, I got to stop spending the money I earn. I spend so much. I spend too much. So you need to now take stock of necessary endings. And you want to go very serious here. You want to really think, not just something casual or light and easy to do, yeah. but you want to really... End means mm. end. It doesn't mean do less. It means end. This is a really good question. Like it, very, I, Off the top of my head, I immediately yeah. there's a sense of guilt that comes about and I can tie it to a particular mm. thing. There you go. And for me, it's this... Um, I need to. I probably need to stop watching as much casual YouTube as oh, I do. You go. It's the a great reels, way to. The algorithms crap. The, they, they, the they reels, the, yeah, the long you know, videos. Yeah, it's yeah. distractions from facing that. your yes. real issues yeah, and your real concerns. Right. So, ah, uh, something. Uh, and you can even say this. You can say, "I'm going to end it after six or after eight p.m. Mm. In." No more after 8pm. So give it a hard stop as opposed yes. to giving it that ambiguity. Exactly. But also make it realistic. Exactly. Right? You don't want it to so, so, yeah. Be yeah, something, it has to be quite, if you say complete end, it's very hard for you because yeah. you're, you're on the net a lot as well. Yeah. But let's say, I'll give you an example. So one of my clients, he said, I want to end junk food. And what he did was, he went to his fridge and he really put everything into bin bags. Wow. A lot. He just dumped it on, he just ended. And he just started practicing eating good food. Now he fell, fell, tripped over a few times, ate some more junk food from time to time, but he went strong. So necessary endings are so powerful because sometimes in order to move forward powerfully, you need to cut the ropes that are pulling you back. And if you don't do that, then it's difficult. So like the guy who said, I got to sleep early. Another one's wake up early. Uh, you know, so what are the endings, you know, that you want? One person said, I need to end complaining. I say, oh, there you go. That's a good you know, one. Trust, yeah, trust your subconscious mind. If your subconscious mind is telling you something, because you see, I've designed the questions to activate your subconscious mind. So as you arrive at each question, when you do this, it will tell you. Some people write a lot of answers and it will tell you, okay, you know what? I know. I, your gut feel, you know you've got to end this. Now, the next question is related. So question 16 is, what are five powerful habits that you must develop in 2024? So just now you looked at endings. Now you look at beginnings. A habit is a beginning. Mm -hmm. So now that you've ended these five things, you're no longer going to do it, but you need to fill the vacuum. Fill the vacuum with something new. So what are some five new habits that you're going to start? And habits are so powerful because if you look at your own life, 
whatever success you enjoy today is because of a habit somewhere. I'm sure you've read James Clear's book, oh, yes, Atomic, yes, Habits. Atomic Habits. Oh, yeah, one of my yeah, favorites. I uh, highly yeah. recommend that uh, to help you get so, your habits started. Very good book, yes. And so, so, so think of habits that can really propel you forward, you know, whatever. They can be weekly habits, daily habits, whatever that may be. So that's number 16. Number 17. So now you want to educate your mind. What five books and courses will you read and attend in 2024 that will guarantee you massive breakthroughs at work and in life? What five books and courses will you read and attend in 2024 that will guarantee you massive breakthroughs at work and in life? How do you think about so, this, Jeevan? So you, you want to look at things that, that would really make a difference. Like, for example, it could be a course on emotional uh, resilience or it could, be, it could be a course on AI or it could be a course on, on how to use ChatGPT even. It could be a course on anything, you know, but it's going to make a difference to your work and to your life. Like, I had a, a, a client who took a course in cooking and they, they just started cooking at home. And they are a lot happier now just being able to cook better. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So, you know, you're looking at books and courses because uh, you don't want to limit it to just books alone. Courses help a lot, especially in the environment of the course. Uh, like one person told me they're going to do an NLP course and that'll help them a lot with their sales. So that's great. Um, for And for me, uh, this year, I did a course on hypnotherapy and it was a very, very good course that I did. So you see, it could be anything. So that's number 17. Now you're ready. When you've answered these 17 questions, you're ready for question 18. Question 18, I always tell this to my clients. Do not answer question 18 until you've done 1 to 17. Very, very important. So here's question 18. Stephen, before we get to question 18, <laughs> one, more, yeah. uh, one more break before we get into yeah. it. Folks, I've been speaking with Jeevan Sahadevan, the founder of Leverage Lab, and we've been getting into his 23 questions to help you review your 2023 and start your 2024 on a great footing. This is Raise Your Game. I'm Roshan Kanesan. We'll be back in just a bit here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Benchmark for Managers, BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, welcome back to Raise Your Game. I'm Roshan Kanesan and in the studio with me is Jeevan Sahadevan, the founder of Leverage Lab. And we're talking about his 23 questions to help you review your 2023 and get 2024 started on a great footing. Uh, we've gotten through 17 questions, uh, taking the review of the year, taking some of your priorities into check and, and the importance of necessary endings and new beginnings. Jeevan, we have another five questions to go and you said the first 17 were important yep. to get to this question. question 18. Number so 18. question 18, you have to arrive at question 18. So here's question 18. What are your top 3 to 10 goals for 2024? You see, I only allow my clients to set their goals after the review. So mm. after you've done the review and you've got so much information about yourself and your year, now you're ready for your goals because now you will choose very good goals. If you just simply pick the goal, it may not be what you really want. So minimum three goals, maximum 10 goals. The reason for this is, again, I've tested this tremendously. Um, anything more than that is very difficult to focus if you go more than 10 goals. Less than three goals, you don't get inspired. It is effective to do one or two goals for the year, but you're not inspired because when you achieve it, then it, you're, you're kind of, uh, you, feel, you feel dead, actually. That is nothing else that you're living for. How do you, how do you define a goal? A goal um, is anything that is very specific and achievable within a certain timeline. Mm. So, so you subscribe me, to the SMART goals. Uh, yeah, yeah mm. specific, measurable. But, but the important thing here is actually the timeline because here's what I tell people. There's, there are no impossible goals, unachievable goals. There are only unachievable timelines. If someone says, I want to lose 20 kilos, can, 
but 20 kilos by this Saturday 4pm. <laughs> <laughs> I think the timeline's a problem. If you do it in one year, definitely can. Isn't mm-hmm. so, so when you select your goals, look at the time. The timeline I'm giving everyone is one year, 2024, one year. So make sure that the goal is achievable in that one year and it's a goal that, that it's very compelling to you. It's something you really want and you go for it. So that's question 18. Now, but question 19 now handles question 18 very well. So question 19 is, why are these goals important uh, to you? List down your reasons for each. Just you to see, it. That's right. So first you got the what, now you got the why. Though without the why, your goals are, are not going to be very sharp. So why are they important? So if you say that you want a revenue goal of 5 million, why? Why 5 million? Why not 4.5? Why not 5.5? Why not 6? What is this doing for you? So you want to dig into the reasons. Reasons get results. So you want to dig into the reasons. So that's question 19. And then question 20 is the one that many people try to avoid related to questions 18 and 19. Question 20 is, Hmm. what is the price you must pay to achieve those goals? You see, every goal has a price, you know, and this is interesting. People like to avoid the price. It's the price can be in time, it can be in money, it can be in effort, it can be in uh, commitment, but there's a price. Every goal has a price. And you need to know what is the price of these goals and you better be willing. If you're not willing to pay the price, change the goal. Then select another goal. So that's important, price. And then comes the how part, question 21, which is, what are your top five strategies for each goal that guarantees achieving it? So how you do this is, let's say you've got um, 10 goals. For each goal, you must have five strategies. So that's 50 strategies. So each of the goals, you've got five strategies that will guarantee the achievement of that goal. What would that be? Maybe for your revenue goal, one of it is you're going to do one TikTok video a week, every week. And you assess the TikTok video and then you take a look at whether it's working or not working. So whatever that may be. But you must know your top five strategies for each goal that guarantees achieving it. Now, here comes a brand new question and a very interesting question, question 22. Question 22 is one of the very new questions for for this year. And that is, who are the five to ten people whom you will associate and invest the most with in 2024 to achieve your goals? So, you see, one of the shortcuts to achieving a goal is who you associate with. So, select five, for instance, if you want to lose weight, if it's fitness is a goal, then select the personal trainer that you're going to work with. If, say, marketing is a goal, maybe you want to associate with some of your friends who are going to aggressively market that year. So it influences you not to play small. If sales is the goal, you want to associate with some of the top salespeople in your company or industry. You want to associate more with these salespeople. If investing is a goal, then you want to associate with other people who are also investing or an investing club. So question 22, very important question. And the final question, question 23. This is a very nice question. Every one of my clients, they just love this question. Question 23 is, and you can only answer question 23 when you've done the 22 questions. Otherwise, you were not ready for question 23. And question 23 is, what one word or sentence will be your theme for 2024? Hmm. What's going to be your theme? So let me give you some stories here. It's like a very nice stories for this one. Um, so my clients choose all kinds of themes. So one client chose clarity. The entire year, he makes clarity his main focus. Anything he does, he must be super clear. Another client, she chose joy. And she would and, and she would make sure that in everything she run, runs a restaurant, in everything she does in a restaurant, there's a lot of joy. The customers experience joy. The waiters experience joy. That's joy in everything she does. Another person chose diligence. So he made sure that he was very thorough in everything he did during the year. Another one chose discipline. So what is the word? And the funny thing about this one, this one I tell people, 
You can be a bit spiritual with this one as well. You can even pray for the word. You can even pray for it. You can, you know, meditate, pray, you know, and it will come. I cannot explain this part, but if you've done the review correctly and done it deeply and done it well, the word is almost magical. It will be the right word. You'll choose the right word. It's absolutely amazing. It's nice to see. And everyone picks the right word because you've done the subconscious work. So your subconscious mind is going to produce the word for you that sums it all up. And that becomes your theme. That's your theme for the year, you know. Um, and, and I've had all kinds of words and, and the words always had the flavor for that year. I remember in uh, 2015, my word was incredible. And I did some of the most incredible things I ever did in my life in that year, one of which which was I did this thing called the Camino de Santiago where I, I did this pilgrimage in Spain where I walked 209 kilometers in nine days and to St. James Church. So there's an average of about 20 plus kilometers a day. That's like half a marathon a day every day, you know, and, and it was incredible. I still can't believe I did that. We crossed eight different cities. We went through mountains, valleys, jungles just to get to the end point. So and my theme that year was incredible. And so it's amazing. Another year, my theme was grateful. And that year, you know, I made some of the most amazing friendships and, and repaired relationships and all kinds of things. And so, so question 23, what one word or sentence will be your theme for 2024? Uh, don't be too quick to answer it, but answer the question once you have finished the 22 questions. So I wish everyone a really blessed review of their 2023. Well, it's only the first week of December, so people have plenty of time to really take this seriously, go through it. And uh, yeah, and maybe listen to this episode again if you need more context. That's right. Um, Jeevan, uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I look forward Always to talking to you again next year. Thank you. Uh, in advance, a happy new year. You too. <laughs> Folks, you've been listening to business coach Jeevan Zahadevan, the founder of Leverage Lab here on Raise Your Game. And we've been talking about 23 questions for an incredible review of your 2023. I'm Roshan Kanesan. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.